Good morning. Welcome to our March podcast for the City of Douglas. Thank you for tuning in to listen. I am Ana Urquijo, City Manager of the City of Douglas, and I'm joined here today by Alejandro Martinez. He's our Finance Director. He's been with us seven months, and we brought him to the city from Pima County. So uh, he's more than hit the ground running now, and he's joining me today to over some uh, new developments that he oversees, primarily to discuss with all of you as community members, changes in our utility billing system. But before we do that, so welcome Alejandro, thanks for joining me today. Thanks for inviting me, Ana. And so again, we get together every month, the day after our regular mayor and council council meetings to share with the community uh, what mayor and council have decided or gone over in their meetings or taken action on rather, and also to provide you with community updates and then just share something from the organization on a featured topic that we'd like to share. So our featured topic, as I mentioned today, is going to be our new utility billing system to give you information on that. But before that, I'm going to quickly go through a summary of last night's council meeting. And then we'll follow up with just some updates on community events. And again, thank you for tuning in. And we'll, we'll go ahead and get started. So at last night's regular council meeting, uh, we provided, actually Alejandro was kind of showcased as well, because he received an Excellence in Financial Reporting Award on behalf um, you know, of, of the city of Douglas. We've received that for our 2021 audit, I believe, financial audit. That is correct. And so we are very, very lucky to have uh, the quality staff in our finance area because we are a repeat uh, certificate holder for that award. Uh, one thing uh, Alejandro and I discussed yesterday is that we're also going to shoot for the next budget, um, the next award for a budget excellence award through um, through the same uh, agency that recognizes these credentials, and that's the GFOA, correct? Yeah, correct. So that's a government uh, finance officer award or association, rather. So, congratulations on um, that continued uh, award for the city of Douglas. We also had, let's see, three action items last night. It was not a very heavy load for City Council in terms of action items. We approved some purchase agreements, accepted a grant award, and issued and consented to a sub-license agreement. So it was a very basic meeting. I'll quickly go through what the bid award was. The City entered into a or issued a purchase agreement for uh, the selling of five parcels to a bidder that submitted a bid for uh, five parcels at our Rancho La Peria Estates over by the golf course, Block 2. We recently uh, published an invitation for bid on those property parcels which were donated to the city, I believe, last November. So as a result of that bid, we had one bidder, and that uh, last night it was decided to issue a purchase agreement and move towards 
um, opening escrow and following through hopefully with closing soon on those properties. And that bid award went to uh, Satow LLC, a local business. So hopefully we will be seeing some development in that area and very much needed homes for our community. The next item was accepting a grant award uh, from the NAD Bank to the city of Douglas, specifically in the wastewater division for a operations and maintenance, sorry about that, O&M manual, operations and maintenance manual, technical assistant, assistance grant for that project so before I arrived back to the city of Douglas, I believe maybe around the time frame of 2019, 2020, the wastewater plant went through a significant upgrade. And with that uh, follows a very technical report, which is the O&M manual for our staff. It also checks the box in terms of compliance with other regulating agencies. So we were able to uh, bring in a consultant to create that document. Again, a technical document, and the NAB Bank will reimburse us for that. That uh, was accepted as a grant for $30,000 last night, and we're well on our way to meet all of the compliance as a result of the upgrades to the wastewater plant in past years. And then last but not least, the action item was to issue a sublease agreement to Hope Incorporated. So Hope Incorporated currently leases property uh, at the facility that the city owns on 7th Street and G Avenue. They provide mental health services from a peer perspective. And they've recently par partnered with the Humane Society under a program that they're, I think it's a new program uh, called Douglas One Health. And it's a clinic that will provide low-income pet families uh, with care for their pets and for people at the same time. So with this joint effort between Hope Incorporated and the Humane Society, uh, I'm excited to learn that we will be able to partner with some of um, our patients that seek their mental health count or services from Hope but we'll also be able to bring, for example, their pets for spay and neuter clinics and other uh, projects that they're planning on embellishing and partnering with our animal control shelter here in town as well. So it sounds like a very productive program, certainly an asset for the community. So look out for more information, I'm sure, within their website. And last night was just a sub license agreement to allow Hope to subcontract that partnership with the Humane Society. So looking forward to see how that moves forward. We also went into executive session uh, to review some real estate options for Mayor and Council. We also have some other invitation for bid published for other blocks of Rancho La Perilla Estates. Again, trying to invigorate some of the housing community and development, trying to sell more of those parcels to an interested party to develop. So we are still undergoing uh, conversations with so far what is a sole bidder, and we were directed to pursue more conversations in that, um, 
in that space for that item. So for a regular meeting, that was a relatively short meeting, and we um, were able to provide also some community updates, which I'll end with after we hear from Alejandro on some of the things that are going on with utility billing. So why don't we jump right into that, Alejandro, and tell us about what's going on with utility billing at the city. I know that we have gone through a conversion of systems, so technology-driven, obviously. So why don't you tell us a little bit about that? So back in uh, February, we started this conversion from the previous uh, software to our new one. And um, during that time, there were some changes that affected our community members and the people that uh, have accounts with us for, for their water service. And what we've done today is we've compiled a list of questions that have been continually been asked to our to the members of our staff in, in an effort to bring some clarity to the community and answer those questions in a more generalized basis. So without further ado, uh, we would like to get started with that and then see if, um, if we're able to uh, to, to ease some of those, perhaps some of those concerns that people have. But we're looking at a new bill and, you know, have, what else has changed? What do I need to do going forward? Awesome. So before we jump on to that, um, I will say that with this conversion, we are also, trans we've transitioned from one system to another for many other modules within the city other than utility conversion. So all of that is always... The city looking for efficiencies in different ways, trying to maximize and capitalize on you know, better technology. And I know it always doesn't seem that way at our user level internally either. So I just want to first start out by uh, applauding our internal staff that can tell you, I mean, they've been uh, burning the midnight oil trying to uh, figure this new system out. but. They're accomplishing a great task, and they're doing great in trying to keep us moving forward on some of these efficiencies. But yes, would you like to, I can kind of, this will create for us, by the way, a good FAQ for us to put on our website, but we're going to handle it here virtually through a podcast. I'll ask questions, and you provide an answer. Does that work? Yes, absolutely. So, we'll, so tell us, why, why, as a consumer, why does my uh, utility bill look different? So the bill looks different because it comes from a different system. So we couldn't really have the same uh, design, per se. But I, I am happy to report that it has the same information that your previous uh, bill had. Consumption, historical consumption, uh, consumption for that particular month, the rates, the, the fees, and the taxes, and everything that is included in your previous um, bill is now included in the new one. It just looks different. Um, it is designed differently, so it's, I believe it's, it's, it's just a matter of, you know, looking for the information, know where to go, and if you have questions, you know, reach out to us, and we'll, we'll be happy to guide you through that process. So I think Alejandro's being modest there, because I really love the change. I don't have to tear the little tabs off the top, the side, the bottom, and it's colorful, and it comes in an envelope, and it has much more uh, graphical appearance also, and it's... It, looks I would agree that aesthetic aesthetically little, looks yes, much better than the previous one and we're able to add some messages on there I think correct correct and, and make it a little more um, friendly now I, I, I would like to add that there are new account numbers 
person. That's really important. So oh, good. if you have a uh, bill pay with your bank, um, and you, you will need to change that account number because the previous, the, the old one is not going to work anymore. Um, so that that is an important thing to, to make sure that the community knows. Very good. So I know as a consumer, and we're probably adding to this, I was formerly on what was called a sure pay system. I didn't necessarily have to make that change. Correct. But if you're on a different um, auto pay, I guess, right? Correct. Other than sure pay, then you actually have to go through the steps of making the change, not just because it's a different account number, but because it wasn't directly something um, coming out from your checking account or... Correct. Pay. So if you signed up for automatic payment through SurePay, which would have normally taken you to come into the office and fill out a form and provide a voided check or, or, or credit card number, that information was converted over to the new system. Any other form of automatic payment, whether it was done through an external site or your bank directly, you would have to register or sign up again. So okay. And we have had some calls very recently um, directly to me on, you know, that happening. And, and I was able to, to guide them, hopefully, to the right place. Okay, so if I was receiving my bills by email, why did I get an actual U.S. mail or snail mail this time? Correct. Um, that is because, again, uh, if you had an account with the City of Douglas for your utility bill, you would have had to register before, and uh, you would you would receive your uh, email notifications for your bills or your payment reminders or any, anything of that nature. Not none of that information, unfortunately, was transferred over to the new system. So new registration needs to happen, unfortunately. So if you want to, we highly encourage you to um, take a few minutes out of your day and register or sign up again for this service. That way, you can continue to receive your receipts uh, via email. You can make payments online and or set up your automatic payments. Very good. Perfect. All right. Let's see. Why are bills arriving in the mail later in the month than what we used to receive them before? Very good question, Anna. And, and um, this is something that has to do with another change, which is we've contracted out our, uh, our bills company, we're no longer mailing those receipts on a monthly basis as a result of this conversion directly from City Hall. Now we have a company that is doing that. You add that to the fact that we're using a new system, so creating those bills took a little longer initially, just like any transition. Uh, it takes, there is a learning curve. So naturally, uh, the, time, the time frame or the timeline for those receipts was a little off, uh, or has been a little we're hoping that as staff becomes uh, more comfortable with the system, we'll be able to get back to some uh, to, to our normal time frame or the time frame that people are accustomed to. So, those are two of the main factors of why you know customers are receiving these uh, a little bit later. But we hope that over time this will catch up to normal time frame. Little glitches and nuances with any conversion, but the main thing that I heard you say is that we're also no longer having to print and mail ourselves. Right. We have an outside um, business doing that. Which so that's another It goes thing. back to highly encouraging folks uh, to please, if you have uh, an email and you use it, to sign up for uh, 
register uh, with with the city uh, in our website so that you can receive these email, uh, receipts via email and you don't have to wait for the mail to come. Very good. Good point there. And Alejandro, where do I pay online? So you, uh, we, we obviously the city website uh, www.douglasaz.gov. Uh, there are two ways to access our uh, payment uh, online payment uh, site. One is uh, as you go to our main website, you will see uh, online payments, a big uh, one of the big options in the middle of the page, and there's also a banner. There's also a banner on the upper, uh, on the upper uh, part of the website that says online payments. Okay, cool. uh, you go in there. You can either make a one-time payment, or, as as we've said numerous times during this podcast, is register so that you can go in every month, either make a payment yourself, view your bill, and or sign up for automatic payments. So that is the same website we'll use for that. Okay. Very good. Why are calls are calls not answered as quickly as before? A very good question, <laughs> and it's something that we continually uh, are hearing from the community, and it's not falling in, in deaf ears, definitely. Um, again, with conversion comes a little bit of a learning curve and processes, learning processes, and processes taking a little bit longer. People that were had automatic payments through anything other than uh, SurePay having to come in to make their payments and figure out what their new account number is. And traffic has increased uh, over the first couple of months. So as a result, phones have, you know, have not been attended to the speed that they were attended to before. Uh, we are hoping, again, once this learning curve flattens, uh, that we go, go back to some normal levels of uh, service uh, as far as answering phones, as well as, again, the more people that sign up for electronic bills and electronic payment options, it frees up some of our uh, staff so that we can definitely take care of that. But it is something that we're aware of and we're working towards uh, a solution. And it's a temporary, uh, I think, situation because as you say, uh, we get more proficient and we add our community members back onto an online setting where they were previously, the lines kind of diminish and kind of the swelling of our phone calls, for lack of a better term, will go back to normal. The other thing we are doing is we're redirecting our voicemail and re-scripting to the right features because we used to have certain voicemail uh, capacities set up. Those are being may be eliminated or redirected in a certain way, but you also will have those features that you'll notice when you call in be a little different. And uh, again, uh, thank you for your patience. Also, if you've called in and we have had some calls on voicemail, just not going to, to directly to a formal greeting or an updated greeting, we know that those are out there and we're working through our system to re-script and re-record all of those messages. So, so with that, uh, can I still pay over the phone? Yes, you may. Um, given that we have some challenges right now answering the phones, uh, again, highly encouraged that you look at uh, you know online payment options through our own website at the city.gov website. Um, we are excited that 
hopefully in the month of April we're um, we're adding another another um, feature which is the IVR which interactive voice response system oh, yes. so uh, it will provide uh, uh, you know uh, community members the ability to pay by phone using uh, without having to be with a live agent so everything is uh, it's, it's an interactive voice response system so just like the name says you speak your uh, your account numbers your the, the form of payment whether it's a credit card or a checking account that way you're able to make that payment over the phone without having to talk or wait for someone uh, to take your call. Uh, so that is coming uh, as information unfolds. We'll be sure to share it with the community. But that is that is coming. It is a very convenient and safe way to make payments uh, over the phone. Very good. So an interactive customer service representative will help you when we can't answer the phone. That so is correct. That's great. Tell me about due dates. Did those change? No, nothing as far as due dates uh, changed. Uh, bills are still due the 21st of every month. That has not changed. Uh, just a reminder that, that there is a $5 uh, late fee assessed right on the 22nd. So um, not, none of that information, none, none of that uh, changed at all. Uh, if you make the cutoff list after you fail to make that payment by the 22nd and you make the cutoff list, there's also a $20 fee added to that. So we want to make sure that that is clear. It is in our city code, and we, we again, we're trying to expand the way people can make payments so that we can avoid, uh, obviously, these fees. But not, none of the fees, none of the due dates have changed. Very good. Well, thank you. And that provides you, hopefully, with some up, uh, date, updates and some tips on how to maneuver through some of the changes with the water utility bill and the new changes to our technology. So thank you again for joining me today on that. I will go right into reading a few updates for community members on community events. Also a few other updates that I shared with Mayor and Council last night. My city manager reports at every regular meeting are really intended for the public's awareness. So it's items and topics that I feel provide a good general information set for you as community members. So my first update has to do with housing services in the community. If you recall, we transitioned the housing department to Cochise County last year at the end of the year. And uh, they are now local and offering Wednesday um, services at the government center. So Cochise County was able to immediately, since January 4th, just after our transition, offer local presence for housing vouchers and Section 8 programs in the community. They're in the government center, again, Wednesdays, 9 to 4 p.m. They are on the first floor of the government building, and that's they're in the space that was formerly occupied by the Oral History Project, if, if you're familiar with that. Their local phone number for the new service is 520-805-5566. Also, I wanted to update the community on continued grant requests that my office continues to push through. We have so many opportunities with different federal programs. Right now is the season for 
what is referred to as congressional spending requests. And the city is working together in tandem with many of our directors and with our congressional offices to submit some requests for streetscape evolution. So many of you remember that we've had some streetscape designs and concepts through some public meetings that you've all commented on in the past, but we are still short some funds for that. We've been able to put together about 1.3 million and we're still short with some of the type of work and um, mill and overlay that's required for G Avenue. And so we are continuing to beat the bushes for some funding there. We're hoping that we have an opportunity to finish the project and be able to move forward with some of that downtown revitalization. So that's one of the requests for funds. We're also asking for planning funds for bike paths and pedestrian walkways in an effort to connect some of our parks or perhaps the perimeter of our community. The planning funds will create a feasibility study to be able to help us determine which way to move forward with future construction uh, projects or grant requests as well. We're submitting some uh, grant requests for a lift station as part of our port of entry project to the west of town with the new uh, port of entry. And we have already received through various partnerships much of that funding requirement, but there are certain things that we still have to fund. So we are submitting a lift station for the wastewater portion of the infrastructure. We're also trying to seek upgrades for a very uh, historic building where the police department resides. The original uh, train depot is what that building was. We are trying to also upgrade fountains in the area on each side of the old train depot. And so we're submitting hopefully a request for some of that support. And we have a few other things already underway. We recently submitted a big raise grant, which used to be called Tiger Grants. That's a huge, huge grant. It was a very tall lift through the partnership with many supporting agencies. So we did request $15 million through that funding source for streets and roads, particularly for commercial routes. So it's uh, resurfacing of our roadways from a commercial trucking standpoint, and it includes many of our uh, key streets that currently are carrying many of our commercial trucks. So more is available to you on our website, or we'll make some of that available if it's not already there. But we do have some new project pages that are coming soon for you on our website. So I'll move forward with a community calendar update. Saturday, March 18th, we have a community cleanup being sponsored by not only the City of Douglas, but the Elks Club. Thank you for that, Elks Club. And thank you also to Classic Cuts. So they'll be cleaning alleyways between F and G Avenue. Uh, we provide a, a trailer and Parks Department provides also trash bags. So between Public Works and Parks, that's our contribution, but any community member can come out and help clean up. So it's great to be able to have those partnerships to spruce up our beautiful community. Also, uh, the Recreation Department is starting to partner with the Douglas Arc Senior Program 
to provide some recreational programs at the senior center. So that's Tuesday, March 14th. They'll be hosting something beginning Tuesday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. April 1st, we're partnering with the Douglas Rotary Club and DUSD to host the 5K Color Run Walk at the Airport Park. Please go online to look for registration or go to our Recreation Department at the Aquatic Center uh, to sign up, encouraging both sponsorships and uh, runners or participants. So you don't have to run. There's a fun walk as well. And your team can be any size, but only the top five place. So if you join a team, you don't necessarily have to run and be competitive if you have five others that are. I'll be participating uh, on the City of Douglas team, but I'll be primarily walking that. Um, come out and show support for a great event. So what Rotary is doing on this event, this is primarily their event, they're hosting, we're supporting and sponsoring, but the recreation, um, the Rotary Club will be donating the proceeds for this event to the Border Air Museum. The Border Air Museum is a great, great uh, venue in our community that showcases our very important aviation history, and we have to modernize many of the displays, and that's what we're working in partnership with the Rotary Club to be able to do that. So some more exciting news on that to follow. Also, we have some great things at the library. Uh, they're partnering with Cochise County Library District. They've implemented what's called a Culture Pass Lending Program, and they have access providing free uh, or 15 cultural attraction statewide passes where you can uh, visit museums like the Tucson Children's Museum, the Botanical Gardens, art galleries, and Reed Park Zoo. And your passes can be checked out in person at the local library. So great partnership to venture out into other uh, cultural areas statewide. Also the Aquatic Center, we have spring break coming up in the community. They'll be extending their hours March 16th to the 18th from 1 to 5. So come on and join that. Hopefully keep our children busy and hopefully the weather is beautiful next week for our spring break. And lastly, the police department will be hosting a prescription drug take back and shred event on Saturday, March 18th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. at the Visitor Center parking lot. Businesses for that program are limited to four banker boxes for shredding or two garbage bags for shred documents. And those are, I assume, the regular garbage bags, not these huge contractor bags, but I, I'm not certain. They will also be holding a second prescription take-back event on Saturday, April 22nd. So gather all, all of your prescriptions. Um, it's very confidential. Nobody sees what you're putting into the bin. It all gets uh, disposed of properly and everything um, just goes right into uh, that disposal bin. So that also, April 22nd is 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. and there's no shred event for that day. So that concludes my monthly updates and I hope you are able to enjoy some of these podcasts. We Absolutely, we'll do one regular podcast every month, but when we have special events and special 
outreach that we want to conduct with either another agency in the community or one of our council members, we will come to you more often and we're looking forward to doing that. So thank you again and thank you Alejandro for joining me this month. Thanks for Very having me. Very informative and everyone have a great day. Thank you.